Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Welcome to another episode of the Game Preview Podcast presented by LifeLock, Jets, Dolphins in Miami, Week 15. Cynthia Freeland in the house, Coach Sala in the house, John Polano in the house. We got a loaded show. And the Jets, Cynthia, coming off a 30-point second half. I mean, I don't think we've ever been able to really talk about an offense explosion in two-plus years like that. Zach Wilson, AFC Player of the Week, you know, gotta love it. The storyline is great. I mean, this is, you live in L.A. I know this is going to sound cliche. It's kind of like Hollywood stuff there, isn't it? It's it's certainly something, you know? It's, <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> we, we're coming off a strikeout here, so like that, uh, yes. the, you know, it's kind of a weird, like, but yes, it is very poetic. There's a lot of great storylines. It is certainly a, what you know, watching it unfold, you're like, oh, the twists and turns. So absolutely. There's definitely a, a group of people that are like, wow. The NFL script is in full of, full effect here. Zach Wilson, first game back, 300 yards mm. passing. First game, 300 yards passing in a Jets win. He had done it two times before, but the Jets lost both of those games. Now we're shifting ahead to the Dolphins. Sunday in Miami, supposed to be inclement weather, again, because that's all the Jets like to do is play in rainy weather. But Can't catch a break. Yeah, what's it's up Miami. With that? You should be going down for a quick little mini vacation, and instead you get the bad weather. You yeah. Know? Just that's can't I can't. That's not good. I mean, I'm out on that. It's like it is 44 degrees up here in the Northeast. I was hoping for a little, you know, 75, 24 hours. Now we well, get it'll rain. still be warm, right? It just won't be like super nice. I'd rather be 40. Okay. Would you rather be in the 40s and clear or in the 70s and rain, perpetual rain? 40s and clear. Yeah. Same. Yeah, Say, I, I like I'm, a good crisp moment, you know, crisp. Moment. I like the yeah. sun. I, I think I need the sun. I'm like a I need like a I don't get that seasonal affective disorder if I'm not. <laughs> I need to I need to avoid that. I need the sun. Wait, so would you have chosen the rain in 75 if I said 40 and cloudy or like four, mid 40s and cloudy and gray? I don't know. It depends. Like, is it going to rain like intermittently? Like a little shower here and there isn't bad. No. Well, what about if there's like pretty consistent? Like, like you're standing on the sideline, you're coming off, and you need to wring out your clothes full force. Oh no, uh, uh-uh. yeah, I don't like that. I don't like my, I don't like turning into a prune. Yeah, that's that's not great. Gross. And I think, luckily for me, I'll be in the press box, but still pregame. And yeah, you know, that, that's they have be good an issue. food there. You know that though. They have yes. good food there. You talking about the the press box itself or just in Miami? Well, at in Miami, the at least the time I've been there in the press, like the, the meal that they give us, yeah. it's it was a good one. You know, I I feel like. 
I don't remember the meal. Mm. So I want to know what your meal was because you might have had a better experience than I did. However, I think we had like Cuban sandwiches. Okay, see if they had a Cuban, I'm like way in on that. I think I, they did not yeah. have those last year because I would remember that they did have key mm. lime pie, and key lime. I'm not a huge key lime pie guy, so it's polarizing, you know. But it is kind of like a regional fair yes. situation. It is polarizing. That is, it's true. And for the Jets, I'm trying to think of a polarizing topic here. I don't really have one. So let's just dive into it, picking up with Zach Wilson. He didn't play against the Dolphins when they came to MetLife week 12, just a couple weeks ago. It was Tim Boyle who got the start, no longer on the team. Realistically, given everything we just talked about, like with the weather, you know, the team, the defense of Miami is vastly improved with Jalen Ramsey. What do you expect from Zach Wilson coming off of what I think many people would say is his best professional game? Well, they're missing another Jalen, and that's Jalen Phillips up front, which will help with the pressure because Jalen Phillips was actually like a very big and important factor in their ability to get pressure. They have some good guys like all across that front. However, that's probably like the straw that stirs the drink. So that's a good thing for Zach Wilson because pressure for any quarterback is a problem. So the ability for plays to develop downfield – the opportunity to be able to identify good mismatches that include not throwing to Xavier Howard or to that other guy, Jalen Ramsey, probably helpful. So I think there are some pluses and some minuses. We clearly saw the Titans showed us that there are ways to exploit this Dolphins defense. There are ways to kind of get the better of them in a consistent fashion And there are a bunch of Jets that can actually do that. Brees Hall, obviously, I saw him questionable on the injury report as of the latest injury report I saw, but that would be a big factor. His ability to kind of be a yak monster, be they yaka yards after the catch, or yako yards after contact. (laughs) (laughs) Yako, that is hilarious. (laughs) They need a new term for that. Because yards after the catch, yards after contact, Hello. I mean, obviously, we know if it's in the context of ha- whatever, but, but they need. You're right. So I'm, I, I'm proposing yaka or yako. Yaka or yako. Not gonna okay. catch on. Well, not gonna catch. On, I don't think but. it will, but you know, we'll help you. <laughs> we'll help you try to get that to stick. For Brees in Hall, this pod, it works. <laughs> yes, in this pod, we will accept it. You know, will the vast majority of the NFL world accept it? I don't know. To be determined. Probably not. I think you should spot <laughs> test it with your coworkers at NFL Network. I actually, I do on fantasy live. I say it a lot. So, and they, they usually laugh, but I don't know if it's like a cursory, like, ha 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 being mm. nice to me laugh. Or if they're like, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to go with that. It's cool. My ego needs that, but you okay. know, I, I think it's cool. You can, you can have my vote for that. You mentioned the <laughs> Titans. You. They beat the dolphins 28 to 27 final score in Miami on mm. Monday night football, which if you didn't watch the game, it was just a crazy turn of events. Titans felt like they essentially let the game fall through their fingers. Uh, the Dolphins go up 27-13. Titans score, go for two, get it. They get the ball back. They win the game. Like It was just a crazy chain of events. Now, you mentioned Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, two very talented corners for the Dolphins. DeAndre Hopkins last week or earlier this week had seven catches for 124 yards and a touchdown against the Dolphins. How did the Jets get Garrett Wilson involved but try to avoid the two guys that you just talked about? Well, there's even other guys in their secondary that are great as well. So really what you're going to have to do is figure out ways to exploit whatever defense they're giving you, do the opposite. Meaning 
if they're giving you zone looks, then you need to figure out a way to run the football. If they're giving you man looks, you got to figure out the, I, I trust Garrett Wilson in a one-on-one. It's not, it's when it's like three on one or like seven on one, like that's when it's a little unfair. So it, it's one of those things where get the smart one-on-ones target when you have perhaps Garrett Wilson going in the right direction or some busted coverage. Cause some of those Deandre Hopkins catches, I mean, look, Deandre's a really good tight window catcher. So that, and that's what he's been his entire career. And some of those though, he had so much space around him. They were to me, a busted coverage. Like if you're in the red area and you're leaving DeAndre Hopkins unattended to probably not going to end well for you. Just a thought. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And in the Garrett Wilson's coming off of a very good game as well, where against the Houston Texans, Garrett Wilson led the jets with nine catches, 108 yards. So definitely got a high, vo- like I'm pretty sure Garrett Wilson is one of the higher volume plays in the NFL, right? Not just the yep. jets. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything, anytime you're getting like, it's been tough because there's been different quarterbacks with different schemes this whole season long, but it feels like when it's he and Zach Wilson paired together, it's that's where Zach's looking. It, it, it's just the, the number of targets would indicate that pretty consistently. And we did talk about that linebacker level of the Texans defense being mm-hmm. a problem. And it, it, I mean, they clearly exposed and exploited that. So do you think that, the Titans figured out something against the Dolphins that could be like copied and pasted for the Jets. Like I'm thinking about Nick Bosa talking about the Eagles game. He's like, I hope Dallas watched because, you know, we stopped them this way. So maybe Dallas could do the same. And sure enough, I I don't know if it's the same game plan, but after the Niners blew the doors off the Eagles, the Cowboys followed suit and they, they had a pretty big win themselves. So using what Nick Bosa said in, in terms of this, like did the Titans do anything that you think Robert Sala or Jeff Ulbrich are like, you know what? We saw they did this. We're going to copy and paste that right into our game plan because it clearly worked. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the jets have some great advantageous matchups due to some injuries to the dolphins O line, namely the center. When you have a new center coming in, especially when Tua throws the, the ball, the fastest, he gets the ball out the quickest in the NFL. That's his bread and butter. When you have a center that's new and different and you have, I think it's the left guard, like their whole O-line is kind of a nightmare. Left tackle still on Like There's just a lot going on with that O-line. So a lot of changes, but specifically the center. When you're going to get the ball out that fast, you need to have the most perfect exchange between the center and the quarterback because even a half a second is the difference between Quinn and Williams like pancaking you or Mm. getting the ball out quickly. And that's going to be something where they're going to look at what the, what the Titans did. The Titans are good at bringing pressure, you know, Vrabel. I think if we could, Mike Vrabel would get out there and rush the passer himself. So his anger towards that comes out in, in no Jeffrey Simmons playing. So even without Jeffrey Simmons, they were able to just exploit those pressure, pressure matchups. And that's going to be something where the jets like already were good at that. And now given these injuries and the knowledge of each other's sort of tendencies, that's going to be very difficult for Tua to overcome, especially if Tyreek's not a hundred percent. I'm very confused about his status. So let's pretend he's 75% just for the the sake of like being able to make an approximation, but they've been using him, you know, they lined him up as a running back. They've used him in screen passes. They've used him deep. Like they've used him all over the formation. If he's not a hundred percent, 
a lot of those tricks then are not as easy to execute. And then you're asking a whole lot of the running backs. And then, so we, we get it. We know what happens with Robert Saul when you make things really like, if we know you're going to run, yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think what you said about Hill is super important. He kind of feels like, like the key that unlocks everything in terms of for that Dolphins offense. And Tyreek went over 100 at MetLife. So did Jalen Waddell. The Dolphins did not have Devon Achan in the lineup. So that's something to think about where he'll be back in the lineup this Sunday in Miami. Just all things to consider here. And for more on this week's matchup, let's actually hear from Coach Sala. What can you say about the DNA of your team? It's metal. Um... You know, with all the adversity we've seen this year, uh, starting four plays in, uh, the ups and downs of the roller coaster that is the NFL season, um, really appreciate the locker room. You know, there's uh, uh, the the gift of being in this in this area is it's very loud, both win uh, through winning and losing, and um, you know it's it's like Bill Parcells once said, it's it's either uh, disaster or euphoria, and um, and so it's uh, to get through that and all that noise and to keep their head down and the way they work and the way they play for one another, I uh, can't appreciate those guys enough. Did you have a sense late last week that a performance like that was around the corner? You know, uh, I've always got faith in the guys that go perform. I mean, there, there's been times where I'm like, God, we're going to kill somebody. And it's like, God, what happened? And then there's times where like, God, I don't know if we're ready. And then we come out and play. So I... But I do have faith in the guys and the way we prepare and the way we attack the week. And um, I was really, really pumped up about the language, you know, just the way you guys were speaking to one another, the uh, the focus through practice. Like I said, it's never really an indicator, but uh, I've learned along the way. But it it does make you feel warm and cozy on the inside when it's uh, when it's when it's done the way it was. But um, you know, again, credit to those guys. They never get down. They don't they don't lack confidence. They just. They know that they've got to go out and play, and coaches know they've got to coach it better. And uh, I felt like uh, last week we, we kind of locked arms and, and got it done. 30-point second-half offensive barrage. What's going through your mind while you're taking this all in you guys are going up and down the field? Um, you know, in the moment, it's to, uh, you know, you're just trying to seize it, right? And uh, defense, I know defense is getting jacked up because – shoot, we're playing with a lead, it's time for them to tee off and showcase who they are, offensively gaining confidence. After the game, uh, just really excited for the players and the coaches, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball and, and how much work they've been putting in and having all the changes and going through all the adversity that's happened over the course of the year. Um, just a, a genuine appreciation for those guys and excitement for those guys to, to, to finally uh, get rewarded for all their work and, and hopefully we can do it again. You said consistency is the truest measure of greatness. What do you want from Zach Wilson after perhaps his best performance as a pro? Let's go do it again. Um, whatever he ate on Saturday, whatever his process was during the week, just do it again and uh, you don't have to make anything up. Just uh, prepare the, way, the best way you know how um, and just have fun. Play with a smile on your face. Uh, um, and uh, and just just play with that that mindset to, to just let the ball rip. Have faith in your teammates. Have faith in yourself. And and good things usually happen. Garrett Wilson has more receptions, more receiving yards in his first two years two years in the National Football League than any other Jets receiver. What does that say about him considering 
all the quarterbacks that he has worked with here early in his career? You, you know, he's um, he's a special talent, obviously, and um, and he's only going to get better. Uh, his mindset, his competitive edge, uh, everything about him is special. So, um, you know, it says a lot about him and and his, uh, like I said, his his uniqueness as a receiver, uh, how talented he is, how hard he is to uh, to cover, and uh, how dynamic is he is, and that he can line up anywhere and everywhere. And uh, and still find ways to separate and get himself open. So he's he's got a heck of a future ahead of him, and uh, um, we're excited to watch him grow. How about Brees? What a threat he's become out of the backfield. You know, he can run it in between the tackles, but lately he's been really taking advantage of the way teams have been defending you guys in the past game. Yeah. Um, What's been great about Brees is just him getting those extra yards. He's really uh, finding ways to get vertical and, and finishing off runs and runs that for for a few weeks there that were that were going for one or two yards. He's finding a way to get three, four, or five more, and uh, he's running with great intent. He's running with physicality. Um, he's making every every touch count, and because of it, I, you know, he's he's uh, he's earning a lot of the yards that he's uh, he's gotten over the last couple of weeks and uh, hopefully he continues on that path and because uh, he is at his best um, when he's going north and south and uh, and he's definitely uh, had that mindset over the last couple of weeks. We know you guys got the two studs with Garrett and Brees. How much does it help when you're getting that contribution from the tight end position? I think Tyler's been very good for you throughout the year but now Jeremy Ruckert's getting part of this. Yeah, Ruckert, uh, over the last few weeks, um, you know, trying to get him more involved and trying to get him reps, it, it didn't start all that great, but he's like a young guy should. He's getting better and better and better. He's getting more and more confident. He's really, really good in line in the run game, and he's shown that he's, he's really good in the pass game too. And uh, Conklin, obviously, he is uh, uh, almost like a pacifier for those guys. I mean, give him a 50-50 op. He had two of them in the game, one, both, one on both. Um, had a big third and seven, caught the ball on the flat, gets vertical to get it to fourth and inches, which we were, allowed us to go for it, which we converted on the jet sweep. So we're doing a lot of little things that uh, don't necessarily explode off the stat sheet, but uh, he's he's creating plays that lead to more plays that have led that led to a lot of points in the game. And uh, so that tight end position is, uh, has gotten better over the course of the year and, and fully anticipated to, con to continue to get better. Speaking of the stat sheet, from a defensive perspective, what are the numbers that you're looking at? The last two weeks have been incredible. 2.84 yards per play against Atlanta and Houston. Yeah, um, you want to go off efficiency, and you know there, there's a bunch of numbers I look at. Um, you know, I'm, obviously I'm really big on explosives, trying to eliminate the explosive plays, keep it all in front of you, make them go the distance. Um, you know, you're looking at a yards per play basis, uh, which I, I, I know we're up there, but. You know, a lot's been made about the run defense, but you know we're 12th in yards per carry, which which isn't great. You know, we want to be a top 10 unit in that regard, but it's uh, you know it hasn't been it hasn't been as bad um, as it may feel uh, when when games are over. But uh, the guys are playing their butts off. Um, uh, you know, you you look at situational football, third down. We need we do need to get better, but red zone defense has been fantastic and. Uh, um, our two-minute situation defense has been really good this year, also. So it's um, you know really, really proud of the uh, the coaching staff, the the players, all of them, just the intent and the 
the desire to get better and to to not let external noise get into their uh, to their preparation and into their uh, onto the field. I feel like especially the last two weeks, they've played with a mindset to to flex their muscle and and just be their absolute best, and it's resulted in two really good football games. You guys were outstanding third down against Houston. And now, in terms of stopping opposing quarterbacks, it's a streak now of 31 games without a 300-yard passer. What does that say? Um, got a pretty damn good back end and good rush, <laughs> good rush unit too. And uh, you know they're doing a really good job. We're um, you know usually when you give up those 300 yards, you're giving up a lot of explosive plays. And uh, it's one thing that I feel like we do a really good job of. We keep it in front. Um, uh, we make you go the distance, and it's it's hard. It's hard to go the distance on our group. And uh, um, they, you know, they're they're so smart, they're so sound in how they approach things, and uh, uh, they evolve as the game goes. And it's hard to get them twice. Uh, but uh, credit again to the coaching staff and the players. They've they've uh, they've earned it. But let's see if we can extend it a little bit further. Well, you got Miami on the horizon. Can you talk about the importance of divisional games? Uh, they're always important. Um, you know, there's only only so many ways you can change your game plan when you're playing another opponent, uh, an opponent that you play twice a year, and um, they know you, we know them, they know our checks for the most part, we know theirs. Um, we kind of have an idea of what they're going to do. They're going to throw their wrinkles in, but for the most part, you know what they're going to do. They know what we're going to do, and so it, it just comes down to just execution and playing at your absolute best and. Uh, um, taking advantage of great opportunities when they're presented and uh, you know they're a talented group uh, probably one, arguably the fastest team that this league's ever seen from the offensive side of the ball and uh, obviously pre obviously present a lot of challenges in that regard and then defensively they've gotten better and better every week um, you know they're they're sitting there as a top 10 unit also Vic Fangio's doing a great job so there's there's uh it's a tremendous challenge just and we'll, we'll you know it's uh it always those division games always get wonky and this is the second time in four games that you're facing off against the Dolphins. I talked to Brees Hall about it. He said that I don't think they got our best. Would you say that as well as far as that Black Friday game? N taking nothing away from them. He said they, they played great. Yeah, they, they did. They, they earned their, their win and, um, you know, it got out of whack there. It's, uh, you know, you feel like it's going to be 10-6 going in the locker room and, you know, things happen. But, uh, um, it's always like I said. Division games get wonky. They, uh, they, you know, in one way or another, and that one was a little bit different, obviously. But uh, uh, we feel like we we have a, a better game to play, obviously, and um, and I think uh, I think we'll be ready to do that. I know you're not worried about who's going to be the NFL MVP, but Tyree Kill. Oh he, man, <laughs> he's on pace for 2,000 yards receiving. Yeah. What do you think about the season he's having? Um, you know he's as good, he's as good of a non-quarter. If you take the quarterbacks out, he's as good of an offensive player as there is in football. Period. Um, you know I always look at players on whether or not you're changing the way we have to game plan to to adjust for your presence on the football field. He's one of those guys. Your entire game has to change when you're on the field, and um, his his presence alone is of high alert from a play calling standpoint to, a, to the players on the field, um, everybody. And, uh, and then you mix in the fact that they've got, he's surrounded by some really, really talented players like Jalen Waddell and Mostert and, and all the other guys. Berrios is doing a really nice job. Tua's doing a great job. And, and then shoot, throwing McDaniel who does a nice job with all the creativity that they're, 
that is unique to him. No one else can do what they, they do because he's such a unique individual in regard to how they get it done. And uh, so he's, he's um, despite the yards, if you took away the yards uh, because teams have to double them or whatever it is, uh, he's as unique an individual from the offensive side of the ball as there is in football. We talked about it before. I think you have the best cornerback group in football. Do you think they relish this, having the opportunity to go against the best playmaker in the National Football League? Yeah, if you're, if you're a competitor, you want their best. Um, if, you're, if you're a competitor, you want him to be 100%, and uh, you want to be 100%, and you want to stay in the middle of the ring, and you want to swing. Uh, that's if you're a competitor. And uh, if there's one thing I know about Sauce, DJ, Michael Carter, and the rest of the guys on, that, on, on the defense and the back end, even the front, they want them at their best and they want to, and, and they want to stand in the middle and they want to fight. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Heads up, Jets fans. There are more identity threats than most people realize, and you can't catch them all on your own. It takes a team. LifeLock catches the identity threats you could miss. If something happens, your own U.S.-based identity restoration specialist will work to fix it, backed by our million-dollar protection package. Plus, Jets fans can score 35% off their first year. Go to LifeLock.com Jets or use promo code JETS at checkout. That's 35% off LifeLock.com. Great stuff from Coach Sala, as always. EA, shout-out for the interview as well. John Polano in the house. How are we feeling? We're feeling awesome. We're awesome. Coming off a great win. Come yep. on now. Yeah, it was, it was a big win. 30-point second half. Nothing, nothing. What What were your expectations at halftime? 0-0, zero, zero, but as Sala said, it still felt good. Felt like we were moving the ball. And we had been through so many of those 0-0 zero, zero halves. That first time, the first touchdown we scored, we were like, the dam's going to break. This is going to be <laughs> an all-timer. And it I, was. I think the only point, like watching the game, Cynthia, where you're like, uh-oh, like what's going to happen here? is when Zach Wilson fumbled the ball and then the Texans immediately go score. You're like, is this really about to happen? And then the Jets offense, boom, responded real quick. You're like, never mind. Never mind. That's just a little little blip on the radar right there. So Yeah, for all I know, we average sixty points a game from here on out, thirty in each half. So Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's optimistic. That's the in depth analysis that's you came the here holiday for. Spirit. <laughs> Woo! Anyway, what do you have cooking for us today? So we're gonna do the same thing we did the Buffalo Bills road game which was the second matchup mm -hmm. where we're going to I went back and I dug through the podcast feed and I found some of your guys's quotes from the first Miami Dolphins pod the Black Friday podcast and I just want to see how your feelings and expectations changed from these Black Friday feels like it was forever ago <laughs> and it was right? only like three weeks which is terrifying yeah yeah and we're trying to remember we're trying to forget that game too Cynthia have you uh have you dove into your holiday shopping since because i remember you said you did not i have i'm not done but i'm like 75 percent of the okay. way i'm pretty pretty excited about it i i sat down and just banged it all out i i'm an internet shopper i can't yep. i can't go to the mall i can't i can't do it yeah i can't, I do, can't do it either you ready we're, yeah we're ready all right let's let's rock all right first quote i have is an ethan greenberg special oh, God. this one just to it, give the some... way you said that makes me feel like it's just like did not age well at all i would say all these aged relatively well okay um but okay. we'll start with this one this one was about the the dolphins defense oh, God. <clears throat> i can't do an ethan impression so i'll i'll refrain yeah, yeah, from let, that i'll that. spare you all i would go as far to say that this dolphins defense is overlooked you were like look Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Tua, ballin', ballin', ballin'. <laughs> and then you go to the defense and you say to yourself, 
what do we have here? We have a good defense that is led by Vic Fangio, and Jalen Ramsey inserted back into the lineup is taking that defense to another level. Yeah, I think that aged pretty well. I would say mm-hmm. it did. Jalen, I mean, with the Jalen Ramsey addition over their last six games, they're allowing 17.8 points per game, 188 passing yards per game. But I guess how things have changed from that last matchup is no Jalen Phillips. In the last two games, the Dolphins have averaged only two sacks per game yep. before they were averaging three and a half sacks. So that would kind of be the big shift in yeah. what would maybe change your expectations for this game. Cynthia, They did add Melvin Ingram, yeah. who, by the way, his rap is pretty good. So if you want to go see what he was doing last week, <laughs> you know, we talk about Joe Flacco having been on the couch the week prior to starting for the Browns. Melvin Ingram throwing down some. Yeah. He was putting yes. bars He's down? a great rapper. Okay. I can't remember his rap name, but I'll, I'll text it to you later. I'll, it's, 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 it's interesting. But I think one name that we forgot to say that we need to is Javon Holland because yes. he's been playing really well as well. Just just as a just because we're complete here. Have you ever heard of total side note? You ever heard of the Wu-Tang generator, the name generator? No. We're like, yes. have you, Cynthia? Yes, but JP, do you know who Wu-Tang is? Like the Wu-Tang Clan? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I know who the Wu-Tang Clan is, Cynthia. You're like 12. I'm not sure. <laughs> According okay, well, to our I producer, you're like two years older than me. So. W- would you like to know your Wu-Tang name, Cynthia? I would. It is Well Thought Of Raven. Oh, yeah, like, okay. like the Baltimore Ravens. That's great. That's All right, great. let's see what Ka-ka! yours is. <laughs> that what noise that Raven makes? We're getting so off yes. track right now. <laughs> um, Polano, this is this is a great name. Oh, boy. Angry Desperado. That, that fits me. No, that's, that's yeah. perfect, actually. <laughs> Angry Desperado, that's a good one. And then mine is, I've never heard of this word, indolent or indolent? Indolent nobility. Oh, like <laughs> it, I think that word that we—I don't want to even try to say it—means like, like you're like bright, like, uh, like it's bright shining. It's uh, like, yeah, it, um, it's, it's a yeah. I know what you're saying. I don't know how to it, pronounce it, but like, it, it's, it's totally, totally not that based on this oh. dictionary definition. <laughs> Wanting to avoid activity it? or exertion, lazy. Oh, like, well, you're lazy. Okay. Yeah, Whatever. Okay, great. It's not you. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Back, yeah, sorry for that tangent. Back to this. I like it. I like it. As a guy who works for the New York Jets mm-hmm. and is around the team and roots for the team, you want them to have success. Of course. Are you more afraid of this Dolphins defense now or the one they played them on Black Friday? King well, Mel, by the way, is his name. Or YPC Mel. Easy enough. Okay, great. Great. Just, Love a, it. just had a round that out you know yeah i appreciate that really putting a, a bow on on top of the present i guess yeah. or a cherry on top of the sunday i often accidentally say cherry on top of the stem which doesn't make sense but anyway am i i think this dolphins defense is probably better than it was two weeks ago just it, it's it's twofold like it's worse because they don't have jalen phillips mm-hmm. so i but the more reps jalen ramsey takes the healthier he becomes the more the more like more time on task as a secondary communication, like from a Jets perspective, <clears throat> you see Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, MC2, like those three guys, the more they play together, the better they become. So I think it's probably all things considered about equal. I mean, that's kind of where I stand. Cynthia, as an outsider, I would just add yeah. that I would just add that the complementary aspect of football doesn't favor what's happened up front to them, meaning injuries to the front 
allows you a better opportunity for short passes and for the run game. But if your if your offense isn't able to keep scoring points at the rate we're used to them, like you're gonna the teams are gonna run against them. So it kind of it, it kind of like shines a spotlight on the things that are a weakness and minimizes the strengths. Like if you're passing against them, you're in trouble, right? But if you can run or leverage shorter passes, then it's easy. so. I will say I agree with you that I think it's like it's it's a little bit different. But if the Jets can get off to a fast lead and run the football and chew up the clock, that will be helpful because this offense is going to struggle with their O-line changes. Yep. All right, so you'd stay generally on the same track. I feel like we can give you like a, a B plus for you. your initial take. Thank you. All right, now we're gonna oh we're boy. we're gonna shift to a Cynthia quote. So this one is pertaining to the Jets' pass rush. So she said, "I think the Jets have a really significant chance to disrupt Tua's timing and get Tua in an uncomfortable position where he's under pressure. There won't be the same great result they normally have." I mean, based on what happened in the game, it wasn't like absolutely spot on but he still had two interceptions he threw for 243 yards Cynthia how would you adjust that expectation I actually think it's a better opportunity to be disruptive in this one given the O-line stuff that we already outlined and also I think just as you were talking about Ethan like the fact that the secondary has been playing together and last week looks really great in mm-hmm. in a lot of different like CJ before CJ got hurt you're still going up against a guy who's He's kind of an unknown, still rookie, but but also very good. So they looked great against him before he went out, obviously. And I will say that, like, just a difference-wise, like, the Dolphins obviously are just more talented, mm-hmm. like, compared to the Texans. But if it really is raining like that, like, the Jets' defense has done a very good job since playing the Dolphins of stopping the run. And I'm not – and partly, I think, is because of the opponent, like – the Falcons had the NFL's fourth overall rushing <laughs> offense. The Jets bottled up the Falcons' rushing attack. They were like, you know what? Throw it. They lost that game. Understood. Then they play the Texans. And Motor Devin Motor Singletary had like an okay game. Mm-hmm. They don't really run the ball. Mm-hmm. So the Jets have allowed an average of 85.5 yards per carry over the last two games. Seventh in the league in that span. 3.2 yards per carry. That's fourth best in the NFL in that two-week stretch. Now going up against a much different offense. Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan, very good rushing attack. But if the weather is bad and they can't throw the ball and they have or they can't throw the ball as well as they usually do and the weather's bad, like I said, and the offensive line injuries, like I, that's big time, in my opinion, advantage Jets. Yeah, so. written in my nose in big, bold letters is positive regression versus negative regression. Mm-hmm. And I mean, regardless of what Miami's been doing the last couple of weeks, which they actually have been fine statistically passing the ball and Tua has been fine. He hasn't been sacked all that much. The Jets defense has been positively regressing. I mean, seven sacks and 14 QB hits in two games against <clears throat> a team that likes to pass the ball a lot and a team that likes to run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. That's just that's all positive. So. Yep. And Raheem Mostert, just as a side note, has been fantastic against the Jets. In his career, two touchdowns earlier this year, a couple weeks ago, he had two touchdowns Monday night. He had the 2020 touchdown week two, San Francisco 49ers here at MetLife. Uh, yeah, he's he's done well against the Jets in the past. I just I think that the Jets are really going to have to key in on stopping the run. Mm. Yeah. So are you OK? So Raheem Mostert has 16 touchdowns himself. Right. Yep. Which is more than 25 separate NFL teams have in terms of rushing touchdowns this season as an aggregate group. That's insane. That's sick. Yeah, hey, that's crazy. 
That's sick. Um, so they love him in the red area, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, fantasy football playoffs, anybody? Yeah, hope you heard that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, wait, speaking of fantasy, we're going to have to talk about this after because I'm in a bind. Okay. I'm in a bind. Okay. So. Keep, keep. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Your thoughts and yep. prayers, everybody, Thank please. You. Anyway. <laughs> All right, well, we'll go to, to one more here. This wasn't exactly a quote, but you guys both at the end of that Miami pod, you gave out under-the-radar players. Ethan, I don't think you could have nailed this one Oh, I know who I think any I, I think more. I know what I said. You picked, okay, so here's the quote. One player I want to shout out is safety Javon Holland. <laughs> <laughs> the highest-graded safety by PFF in 2023. Uh, Just a really smart player. Wherever he lines up, you have to account for him. As people nice. may not remember or remember, he had yeah, a 99 yard Hail Mary pick six. We blocked that out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Ethan, are you are you holding me responsible for that? Partly, in not so many words. Okay. <laughs> but so, I was going to ask you for a new under the radar player, mm. and then we'll get to Cynthia's after this. Well, let, let me know who Cynthia. Can you can we remind? Who Cynthia's was okay. So Cynthia, you picked, and this is also you pretty much nailed it. You picked defensive end Bryce Huff, who had a sack, a tackle for loss, and a QB hit in that game, and has been incredible the last two weeks as well. So you were just like long term picked a great guy. So you both nailed your under the radar picks. So no pressure to get this exactly right again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but in my mind, like I don't think Devon A. Chan's under the radar. Like I don't know. I feel like offensive players usually get like. A lot of publicity, so I'm. I it's important because he hasn't played against the Jets in his career because he's a rookie and he didn't play uh, in Week 12. And obviously he's great in terms of average, but I'm going to stick on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to say Christian Wilkins because Christian Wilkins is a. I think <clears throat> I don't. Maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't feel like he's talked about in the same vein as Chris Jones, Aaron Donald, Quentin Williams, Jeffrey Simmons. He's like right under that group, I think. Mm -hmm. But he's having a very good season for the Dolphins. And I don't know. He seems like an instigator. Like he talks a little talk. He walks a little walk. And (laughs) I I think that like you look at his sack numbers. I think he's at seven now. It's very impressive what he's doing. And with the Jets having kind of like a rotation at center over the past season, I'd say like 
that's going to be an important piece of the puzzle here, especially if he lines up over the right guard, who last week was Jake Hansen. The week before that was Wes Schweitzer. The week before that might have been Xavier Newman. Like, there's been a lot of players at that spot. And I think that if you're the Dolphins' defense, if you're Vic Fangio, you're looking at that spot to maybe try to take advantage of. And I got my eyes on Christian Wilkins. Yeah, just for the record, seven and a half sacks, nine tackles for loss, 18 yep. QB hits. He's okay. been otherworldly. There you go. So. I'm going more under the radar. I'm going with Durham Smythe. Why? Because tight end needs to block. They need help. I don't know what's going to happen with this O-line, but I think he's going to be very helpful. Plus, they target him every now and again, and those quick passes aren't going to look as great when you're having pressure come that fast in your face. So while I think that that it's going to be, like, hard to figure out where the holes in the Jets' defense is, the tight end position has been an area where there's, like, little bit of giving up at least fantasy points to that position. Also, just shout out to both kickers in this game. Mm-hmm. If you're really talking about <laughs> inclement weather, rain, I don't know what the wind factor is, but Jason Sanders is a good kicker. That's And so is Greg Zerline. So that's another mm-hmm. it's a pair of under-the-radar guys. Also, Jerome Baker not playing in this game, right? He got hurt since the Jets game. That's just something to keep, that's something to keep an eye on also. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Those were all the quotes I had. Great. But you guys, I just, A pluses across the board. Thank you. Like, Cynthia, we did a good job. Two seasons you know, bets right there. So, <laughs> I just hope to be like you one day. Look, I, I've, I've been quoted by freezing cold takes before, actually, like my Twitter account. Really? Yes. Um, and so I thought I made it then. I really made it now. What did you tweet? It was something that, uh, it was, I don't remember exactly what it was. It was a quote of something. Like okay. someone said something in a press conference, I quoted it and tweeted it, and then I got quote tweeted by freezing cold takes down the road. So with that being said, that's a perfect way to end this episode of the Game Preview Podcast. Jets Dolphins, week 15 in Miami. The Dolphins right now 9-4. and four. The New York Jets sitting at 5-8. and eight. Slim playoff hopes, but playoff hopes still remain. Going to need this win if they want those hopes to remain. And then maybe we could theorize and see maybe if number eight wants to get back involved. But regardless, that's a game preview podcast presented by LifeLock, John Polano, Cynthia Freeland, Coach Sala, EA, and myself signing off until next week when the Jets host the Washington Commanders. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.